Hey, Wendy, it's great to talk to you today. Uh, we've had a great chance kind of catching up, and it's been really interesting for me to learn more about what you're doing. We want to share that with more people. You've got 24 years of toxicology experience and everything from process design to analysis and validation. Uh, you got a bachelor's degree both in pharmaceutical sciences and in biology, and then you followed that up with um, a PhD in toxicology from from the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, which was a great program. Uh, we were going to definitely want to hear uh, about that. You have an international board cer certification as a toxicologist, and you're also a member of the uh, ISPE, which is the International Society of Pharmaceutical Engineers. So you've got all these degrees. You're actively involved in the industry. You've been doing it for a, a long time, and you've got over 250 product uh, toxicology safety evaluations under your belt. So I think you probably qualify and then some as an expert uh, in, in this space. So what we want to hear from you today is uh, tell us more about your background, kind of how you got into this field, uh, you know, what your experience was from both an educational standpoint uh, and professionally, and then also just what makes you different in terms of how you conduct business in the market today and and uh, what's unique about uh, you and, your, and Wendy Haynes and, and uh, FarmInch Technology. Well, thank you for the generous uh, background and bio that you gave about me. I will start with my unique background. My undergrad degree was actually one of the first in the country that was taught in partnership with the pharmaceutical and the biotech industry. So the Wyeth, um, Wyeth was very close to our university. Wyeth talked about and taught our validation class. GlaxoSmithKline, GSK, they taught our industrial pharmacy class. So in addition to having pharmacy faculty, we actually had industry partnering and teaching our classes. So that was very unique. And this was back in the 90s because we we wanted to make sure our degree met the demands of what the pharmaceutical biotech industry wanted as employees and not have to do so much training once they got there. Because if you just had a standard biology degree or chemistry degree, where is the FDA experience? Where is knowing how to um, make sure you understand how to safely get a drug to market? And what are those health authorities requiring you as a drug company to do to get a safe product to, a, to the market without having recalls? And so it was a very unique experience to be in a charter program uh, class. I learned a lot. We were also required to do an internship when we graduated. And that is how I got my start in the federal government. I was the only person to do an internship at the Environmental Protection Agency. I did that as a before I got my degree. And then they hired me uh, after I graduated. So I went from a non-paid intern okay. to a full-fledged federal employee. Uh, I had the privilege of working with Dioxin Research. Um, a lot of people have heard of Three My Island and Chernobyl. Dioxin is definitely released when we have accidents of those nature. And then I was able to shift and move to the Genome Project. I actually worked um, with both EPA and NIH looking at the developing brains for our government and part of the Genome Project. I also got to work with other projects dealing with neurotoxicology. So we looked at lead. Uh, we looked at electric magnetic field research. We were one of the few labs in the country that was selected by our government to look at EMF and how that impacts your health. And I wanted to stay in the government. I really enjoyed how we were safeguarding and positively impacting the quality of people's lives. 
and I wanted to further my education. And EPA had a partnership with the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, as you mentioned, and I could do my PhD at a federal agency, but get my PhD in the toxicology program at Chapel Hill. So I did that. Uh, I was accepted into the Chapel Hill program, but my PhD advisor was at EPA. And our lab had a relationship with the Office of Pesticide, which is one of the lawmaking arms of EPA. And so I did mission-driven work for my PhD, but also had to meet the requirements for Chapel Hill to graduate with my toxicology degree. Wow. Nine months in, I was presenting my research to, to Washington, to the Office of Pesticide. I literally was impacting human health. I wasn't just in a pigeonhole doing my research. I was doing mission critical work and two other PhDs in my lab, in addition to some of the work I did, a whole class of compounds were banned from the market um, because they were deemed as neurotoxicants. So it was very exciting. You really were seeing how you were impacting human health. I really enjoyed my time at EPA. I ended up starting in organophosphate insecticides, which were the class of compounds that we removed. Um, they were about five or six orders of magnitude away from what was your, used in the nerve chambers and nerve gas. Wow. And so they were removed from the market. It took years and time. Then the market was flooded with another class of compound, which is what my dissertation was on, pyrethroids. That is what's in your raid, whatever you can buy at your hardware store, grocery market. And my dissertation was modeled by the agency to determine the risk factor for our country. So it was quite fulfilling and exciting to impact human health because that's what I wanted to do. I'm very passionate about helping others have a healthy lifestyle. And whether it's a chemical or a drug, I want to positively impact people's health. Uh, that, that's great. You, your passion comes through in, in, in your discussion. And, and you never go home at night wondering, I wonder if I helped somebody this day uh, in, your, in your work. Yeah, you, you know you're impacting people's lives every day with the work that you do. Okay, so Wendy, you were working for the federal government for about 12 years, and then you transitioned away from the federal government into industry because of your original passion. Tell us more about you know, that transition and why you, why you wanted to do that. Right. So my father was a pharmacist, a retail pharmacist, and he could make sick people laugh. And I thought that was one of the coolest jobs that even if you don't feel good, my dad could at least bring you some joy. And that was the original reason why I wanted to be in pharmacy, doing something with drugs to improve people's lives. I did not know. And I was very excited that I did get a job internship then led to a job with the federal government. I was really excited to be there. And then I couldn't forget why I went to school to begin with, whether it was my undergraduate degree or my graduate degree was to do toxicology and impact pharmaceuticals and drugs that get to the market. Mm -hmm. So I did leave uh, EPA and I was a consultant to the National Toxicology Program under NIH for four years as a study director, as a research toxicologist. And then later I was over formulations for investigative toxicology at a previous company. But I really wanted to get my hands closer to the action and, and manufacturing and apply validation, which was part of my classes at Campbell. And so I was able to get at a consulting firm that allowed me to do validation and do toxicology. So I've got to do multiple hats. I really enjoy that. I, I really like seeing how the drugs are manufactured, how they get to market, not just the science behind it, not just R&D research and development, but how do we make a safe, efficacious product each and every time that is not going to result in a recall because 
cleaning validation wasn't done correctly or something was missed um, where maybe a shipment sat too long at an incorrect temperature and caused the product to degrade, et cetera. Lots of different things can happen. So I was really excited and very thankful that I'm now on the drug manufacturing side and has and I have a very good impact on, on human health. Um, I was safeguarding human health when I was at EPA. Now I feel like I'm positively impacting the quality of people's lives when I evaluate drug products to get to the market. Yeah, and there's probably not too many PhD toxicologists who are board certified internationally who've also got that validation experience that you do. Uh, and that's a great combination. Correct. Um, one of the things that I do for clients is if there's data available and depending on if it's a you can give it in a certain amount where you can calculate how many the actual dosage i can calculate a permitted daily exposure for a product sometimes you can't do this if it's given one bolus of a vaccine or viral particles that doesn't translate into a mig per kg type of dosage or concentration. But if I can do a calculation, that PDE is then used into cleaning validation studies. And I've actually been suits to nuts uh, for Novartis, where they asked me to do cleaning validation for a new vaccine of theirs from start to finish. I was in the lab. I worked with QAQC. I created my own lab studies. I determined what was the worst case residue, which is what you need to make sure you can cling to that most difficult compound to remove so that when you put another batch in your stainless, you have removed to whatever your acceptance criteria is so that you're not increasing the concentration of the next batch or perhaps having unwanted chemicals from the cleaning process be in your product. And so that was a project that lasted a year. I was doing every type of cleaning validation you study you can think of, not just in the lab to determine the residue, but then I was upstream and downstream for the vaccine and doing rinse samples and swabs. And I learned Delta V and I learned their limb system. So their laboratory information management system where you're scanning and tracking the samples and how long they can be at this temperature before you have to move it to maybe a refrigerator. Um, so samples aren't being degraded. So you're truly capturing what is in the present when you tested that and ensuring that there isn't that carryover, that contamination that you do not want. So I'm, a, as you mentioned, I'm probably one of the few people who is a board certified toxicologist that have actually been on the manufacturing floor seeing how my calculations are applied when somebody needs them for their product. Yeah, that's great experience. So, so now you're working primarily for manufacturers and CDMOs and you're generating uh, reports as part of their risk analysis. Uh, and you told me earlier that there's uh, something that you do that's fairly unique in the industry in terms of this final deliverable product. So can you explain uh, to us kind of what, what that is that's unique uh, about what you do? Right. So whenever you evaluate a product, you have to do literature searches to see what is known, what is available about that product. Um, have there been any studies conducted? Is it a biosimilar? If it's a biosimilar, then it makes it very easy usually to find information or a product insert that will tell you about the animal studies or the clinical trials, the people studies that have been conducted. And when I conduct a product evaluation, I have two populations that are very important. It's the patient that's getting a product. We wanna make sure, as I mentioned, it's safe and efficacious, the right dose, right first time to them. 
but you also need to worry about the workers making it. I, I need to make sure I safeguard worker safety. So I do both. I safeguard and help make sure that product is right when somebody gets it. But I also want to make sure those manufacturing associates do not have a disease in 10 or 15 years because they were exposed to the processes to get that drug to the market. And in order to do that evaluation, I provide the company all the literature, every single PDF article I use, I zip it, send it to them in a file so that they have everything that I used to make my evaluation, to do that risk assessment so they understand, oh, as she's suggesting, we cannot cling to this. We're going to have to use single-use technology. And this is the level of personal protective equipment, PPE, our workers are going to have because she's deemed this somewhat toxic and they can't inhale this or they can't have dermal contact because it could cause an adverse, could cause an adverse event. So that's one of the things that makes me different is when you combine everything together, federal experience, I've done cleaning validation, and I give you all my literature and references that I use to evaluate your product. Well, that's fantastic. It's a great clarification. And uh, I know that you're making a difference in industry. You're helping uh, people improve their lives. You're keeping people safe who are on the factory floors and in the research labs who are doing this work. And so uh, I know this is one reason uh, you've gained such uh, traction in the industry as an expert and why you're now even doing some expert witness testimony uh, work as well. So, Wendy, thanks for your work in the industry. Thanks for your compassion and your the drive that you have to help people. And thanks for sharing that with us today. And thank you for taking the time to interview me and ask me questions about what makes me get up every day. And that's helping people live the best life they can live. Yeah, great. Thank you much. And look forward to, to talking to you again sometime in the future. Thank you, Matt. All right. See you.